Well, good morning, Unionville Alliance Church. Usually you see me with a microphone in hand singing, but this time I have a different microphone. So I want to, first of all, thank Pastor Daniel for telling me, I mean, asking me to speak this morning. He's such a great encourager. And so let us pray. Blessed Heavenly Father, we thank you for our gathering this morning. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. We know that you are with us. We ask for our hearts, minds, ears to be opened to hearing from you, receiving from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. I remember my friends saying they would be receiving an allowance for doing something in return. Um, did anyone ever receive an allowance when you were growing up, when you were kids? Did you get something for it? You would do a chore, get something? Okay, just a few hands. Well, I grew up in a Caribbean household. My allowance was the roof over our head, <laughs> food on the table, and all the good things that come with having a home to live in. When my mom told us to clean our rooms, there was nothing offered in exchange for us doing such an energy-sucking task. <laughs> On the other hand, some of my friends hmm, would receive something by doing something they were told to do. At times, as children, we would test the waters to see if we could get away with not doing our chores, and there were consequences. I will come back to this story a little bit later. We've come to the end of our series called Happiness Hacks, where we have unpacked a scripture passage in Matthew 5 called the Sermon on the Mount, or the Beatitudes, that are a collection of sayings from Jesus. Jesus listed eight powerful teachings that are almost cryptic, but are topics that have a strong biblical theme. Over the summer, we heard the topics that derived from the Beatitudes, which have helped us grow, challenged us to be proactive as faithful believers and give us guidance on what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Each Beatitude tells us how we will be blessed, that we will receive something in return because Jesus saw the need to challenge us to walk the way he walked, talk the way he talked so we would reap the rewards, the benefits of God's blessing. Jesus spoke the heart of God as he ministered to the crowd on the Sermon on the Mount. As only God knew then and still to this day, the corruptive things we place in our heart and mind that we need to be constantly reminded as to how we are to be set apart from the world, to love each other and be at peace with one another. The beatitude we will look at today is found in Matthew chapter 5, verse 9. Blessed are those who are peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. I'll say it again. Blessed are those who are peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. 
As I studied this scripture passage, I would like us to dive in the text and focus on these three points. Identity, peacemaker, the peacemaker. Shall we begin? Let's look at identity. Parents are gearing up for back to school in the next week or so. The first day of school, you, me as a parent, feel like we're the ones back in school. With the amount of forms that must be filled out, the schools need information on each child. This includes their name, date of birth, address, parent's name, etc. By signing off on these forms, the child is now identified as so-and-so's child. The child belongs to or is in the care of so-and-so. Having this information sets each child apart from another, and it's easier for admin to identify who to call if there is an emergency or send information about the child to the parent or guardian. Also, high school, college, university, mature students all have forms to fill out at the school's need so that the schools need this information to identify who they are. Earlier this year, we went through a sermon series on identity called, Who Am I? And we were able to immerse ourselves in the truths and promises that are in God's word that reveal to us our identification because we belong to God through Jesus Christ. Throughout scripture, it is noted that we are sons and daughters of God. The scripture text we are focusing on today says, children of God. It means the same. We all identify to someone or something. The Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Rome, which is found in the Bible under the epistle of Romans. He said, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. Romans 8 verse 14. When we accept Jesus as our Savior, the Spirit of God now resides within. In the book of Acts 2, chapter 2, this is the same Spirit that fell upon the believers that were meeting, which is also known as the day of Pentecost. When the Holy Spirit fell upon them, they spoke in different languages, or what some would call tongues, as the Spirit gave them this ability. Another scripture passage. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We cannot be called children of God if we do not accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. When we initiate this proclamation in our heart, God sends the Holy Spirit to reside inside us. I view the Holy Spirit as my heartbeat. He keeps me alive in Christ. Just like our body needs oxygen, water, and nourishment to stay alive, as Christians, the Holy Spirit gives us spiritual nourishment to sustain us as we live out our lives for Jesus. Another example is when a man and a woman marry, they become one. There is a personal, physical, psychological, emotional, 
spiritual bond that occurs. Only the triune God can create this as they vow to live out the rest of their lives together in holy matrimony. It cannot be explained scientifically. We are told, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. So just a few minutes back, I had mentioned Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons and daughters of God. Well, just two scriptures down from there, we look at Romans chapter 8, verse 16. Paul again mentions the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. If we break down the word testifies, it is saying that the Spirit gives evidence, corroborates, declares, confirms that you are a child of God. When Satan throws a thought into your head that may cause you to think otherwise, this is the verse, along with many others, that will tell you the complete opposite. Hang on to God's word, for it is your truth serum. As the Holy Spirit testifies with our spirit, it guides us, corrects us, grows us to become more like Jesus. What a promise for us to hold on to. This promise should give us sustainable and unshakable peace in our lives when we are put through situations that make us feel as though we are alone. We are not alone. When Kyle got baptized, he said that. I realized I am not alone. And this is the truth. We are never, ever alone. Now let's look at what it looks like to be a peacemaker. Now, I don't know about you, but this part has been a challenge for me throughout my entire life. If you grew up with siblings, does anyone have siblings? I'm sure a lot of you have siblings. There may have been a few arguments, maybe some fights. How about workplace? A lot of us work at a place. <laughs> when working with people whose personality or work ethic doesn't really mesh with yours, may cause tension, and perhaps you and the person exchange a few words that are not amicable. What about being honked at because you're driving too slow or get cut off on the road? We usually don't wave and say, God bless you and have a great day. We at times get angry, and we may throw a hand gesture to show that we are angry. And I said hand gesture, not finger, hand gesture. <laughs> Students, how about the bully at school you may have problems with, and you don't want to interact with them because of how they treat you? None of this looks like a peacemaker. Can you agree to that? Can we all agree? Oh, I, I think we have issues here. Not everyone's agreeing here. <laughs> right? This does not look like a peacemaker, correct? Good, we're on the same page. It's the opposite of what we are to be. So I digress. I find this definition on good old Google, all right? 
So Kate had said that she found Unionville Lions Church on Google. And we chuckled about that, and, and that's great that she did. So on good old Google, the meaning of peacemaker. There we go. It says, a person who makes peace as by settling the disagreements or quarrels of others. It continued on to say, a peacemaker is a person who tries to create harmony or make peace. It makes sense. So a peacemaker acts like a mediator, is to be unbiased and to do everything they can to bring peace or calm the storm, calm the situation. However, there was another definition that caught my attention. This is what it said about what the biblical meaning for peacemaker means. It said, peacemaker is one who is actively trying to reconcile people to God and to one another. I want to say that again. Peacemaker is one who is actively trying to reconcile people to God and to one another. Actively is the key word here. We are constantly to be working on helping people reconcile broken relationships, but most importantly, help them reconcile with God. This falls in line with the Great Commission, Matthew chapter 28, starting from verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. Go is an action word. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them, another action word, and we saw this today, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them, another active word, or phrase there, to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We are to always be active and be ready to try and bridge the brokenness between others or bridge things between ourselves and others. Bridge the gap between us and Jesus so that we turn from sin and reconcile with God. Also, the promise Jesus, Jesus mentions at the end about him being with us, always to the very end of the age. It's his ever faithful promise of being with us. We have the Holy Spirit. Between one to 10. 10 being constantly active. How active have you been in your role as a peacemaker? Think about that for a second. 10 being constantly active. How active have you been in your role as a peacemaker? I can honestly say that I am not a 10. I wouldn't even say that I am a five. What I can say is that I know I have to do better. How would your family rate you? How about your boss, coworkers, your friends? your children, 
what rating would you give yourself? To be a peacemaker, as children of God, we are to be different, set apart, ambassadors on this earth for Jesus Christ. In 2 Corinthians, it says this. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. You see, we are the ones who are blessed with peace because we have a connection to the one and only God who created heaven and earth and all within it and surrounding it, who created us in his image and we're given something that can transform us and also comfort us. God is our peace. The Holy Spirit is our peace. Jesus is our peace. Point three, the peacemaker. Jesus is our Prince of Peace. And as we are to be ambassadors, we are to carry on with that peace and be peacemakers no matter the cost, no matter the sacrifice. Why? Because we are called children of God. The story has been told that a king who offered to give a prize to an artist who could best paint a depiction of peace. Many artists decided to participate and sent the king their masterpiece. Among the various masterpieces, one picture looked something like this, I believe, was of a calm lake closely resembling peacefully towering snow-capped mountains where a blue sky with fluffy clouds was over, overheard. The picture was exemplary. Most of those who viewed the paintings of peace from different artists thought that this painting was the best among all others. But the king had another winner in mind. To the crowd's surprise, the picture that won was of a mountain, mountain too, but was more plain and rugged than the other piece. The sky was shady and looked angry because there was lightning. It was exactly the opposite of what peace should look like. The others thought that maybe the artist submitted a wrong painting showing storm rather than peace. We've seen the effects of war. We've known of broken relationships. Perhaps in your own life, you've been through it. 
or, or are going through it right now. We've seen chaos. When a certain internet company, not mentioning any names, went down across Canada, we've seen chaos. When we had the massive power outage in the summer of 2003, and in the winter of 2013, we had the ice storm, which caused the power outage. We've been through some heavy stuff. Pandemic, racial tensions, horrific findings with First Nations, mental health, and relationships breaking down. But through all of that, our peace in the middle of the chaos is Jesus. When the enemy comes in like a flood trying at every angle to bring you down and wants you to quit living for Jesus, Jesus calls us to do this. But love your enemies. Do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. What we just read here is hard to swallow. How could I possibly love someone who's been doing things to hurt me or doesn't like me? This verse connects so well to the beatitude that we're looking at today. Matthew 5 verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. Because you see in this verse, it says children of the most high. We will be children of the most high and will be rewarded greatly for loving our enemies. And you know what? He says there that he, he shows mercy and he is kind to the ungrateful. What does that mean for us? We are to do the same. If Jesus can walk an incredible distance with open wounds, Walk feeling weak. Walk while being spat upon, while hateful words were being hurled at him, and then be nailed to the cross and still say, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing, and surrender his spirit through death on your behalf, on our behalf. This is our peacemaker our Prince of Peace. Jesus is our best and greatest example as to how we are to be the peacemakers in every situation presented to us. You being a peacemaker, even with your enemies, that's what children of God do. In Psalm 23, it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. There is so much 
opposing views in this world? Do you know there are people that you may not have the greatest relationship on earth here with and may never sit at the same table with them here, but you will be sitting with them in heaven. We are called to live peacefully among each other, amongst each other, and to be actively working towards reconciliation so that our end goal is to be called children of God and be with Jesus one day. That picture I showed you. It was not a picture that looked as though it depicted peace. It looks like a raging sea, strong waterfall. What others didn't notice when they were looking at the selection of paintings was that if you look closely at the painting, there is a tiny bush growing in the cracks of a rock. In the bush, there is a nest built by a mother bird. And during the stormy weather, the bird sits peacefully on her nest. In that specific portrait, it was depicted that in the presence of all the turmoil, there is still someone who can be calm in his or her heart. My prayer is that you would feel that peace today through Jesus, and that you would be active in sharing that peace with others. We all know how much this world needs it. Blessed are those who are peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. This is what we ought to be. Show the world that our almighty God who can calm the storm that surrounds us, that he will give you peace if you trust him. Jesus Christ has sent to us to bring us peace. When he left this earth, he promised that the Holy Spirit would be our comforter. And he is indeed. That and that we are to be actively reconciling people to one another, but to his father, because Jesus is coming again one day. I'm gonna ask the worship team to come on up. I mentioned at the beginning a little bit about my childhood and my friends, you know, some got allowance, I didn't get an allowance. <laughs> Who would receive something for doing something? Chores in the house, you would get an allowance. When we are children, we don't really understand why we are told to do something. We have no interest in doing. When I got older and lived on my own, I realized the chores were not about getting something right away. That's not why my mom would have me doing things in the house every weekend. It was to make me become a better person by having certain skills, to learn how to build a routine so I can be organized and try and have a well-running household. 
Jesus spoke not just to our heart, but to our soul. So we can fix our eyes on the greater good of what we will receive, which is eternity. We will inherit far more than what this world could ever give. We will inherit the greatest, the most fantastic, blessed gift ever, being called children of God. Blessed are those who are peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Is there a situation that God is speaking to you about today where you need to be actively pursuing peace? I pray that God would give you the words and the courage to be an active peacemaker. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your words this morning. A lot of us are going through a troubling times. We feel like we're in a dark place, but we know that you are with us. Help us to be more like Jesus. Help us to bring peace in situations. Help us to be mediators. Help us to be set apart and different from what the world expects us to do, from what the world expects us to respond, Father. We ask for your Holy Spirit to continue to guide us. Help us to grow in this area because at the end of the day, we just want to be called your child. We want to be your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now for some of us, I know we have quite a few visitors here this morning. We had baptisms. And there's maybe some questions that you might have. We do have the prayer team that will be coming up at the end of the service. They'll be right up here. And we've, we ask you to take that opportunity to come up and speak to one of them. They are so kind. Beautiful, spirited people who will pray with you. And if you have any questions about baptism or wanting to get to know Jesus and how to pursue this relationship, Come and talk to us.